Hello everyone and welcome back to the Artistic Futures podcast. My name is Mary and in this series I will be meeting some extraordinary people who work in music and opera and who are keen to share their passion with the next generation. From performers to designers, directors to choreographers, you will get an insight into how a range of artists built on their careers turning what they enjoy doing and were good at into a profession. Again, it will be full of useful tips and advice for those of you who would be tempted to give it a go. So, let's get started. In this episode, I had the pleasure to meet Phoebe Malinson, BBC Young Musician of the Year finalist in 2022 in the Brass section. Originally from Bradford, Phoebe started playing cornet at the age of eight before moving to the flugelhorn when she was 10. In 2017, she gained a place at the Cheatham School of Music, studying trumpet with Tracy Redfern and Murray Gregg, former principal trumpet with the Orchestra of Opera North. On the 10th of December, Phoebe will be performing as soloist with the Opera North Youth Orchestra at Dewsbury Town Hall as part of the Kirklees Orchestral Concert Series. After her A-levels, Phoebe hopes to join one of the leading conservatoires to further her studies in music performance. so much for being here today. Uh, it's so nice to welcome you here at the Howard Opera Centre. We've just been listening to a rehearsal with the Opera North Youth Orchestra and you're going to be the soloist for the concerts in December. And you are the youngest guest on the Artistic <laughs> Futures podcast so far. I wanted to start by asking you what inspired you to pick up a cornet and to start playing. Yeah, so um, my parents are both brass band musicians. My mum plays cornet and my dad's a percussionist. I've always just been surrounded by brass bands and music when I was growing up. My, my parents actually met in the same band that I'm still playing now with them, which is really nice. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, when they were teenagers. So it's, it's always really surrounded my, my childhood and things like that. And um, I don't think there was ever really a doubt when I was younger that I would kind of grow up playing an instrument. So um, yeah, I'd say my parents were, were my biggest inspiration mm -hmm. and also my older sister, um, who's also a trumpet player. Yeah. And did you start learning music at school or did you learn from your parents? Did mm -hmm. you learn as part of the band? How, how did you get about getting music mm -hmm. lessons? I think my first kind of experience of actually playing the cornet was um, my grandpa used to take me to um, his brass band and I remember not even being able to read music or anything and just kind of sitting on the back row playing any old notes and that was kind of my first experience of playing and then I started having lessons when I was about eight and um, I also joined BD1 Brass at the same time so they kind of all linked together in that way yeah. What kind of music do you listen to? I imagine you love brass band music, mm -hmm. but do you listen to other kind of music? What, what yeah, you... I'd say I listen to a bit of everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, my playlist is just kind of, <laughs> if I shuffled it, who knows what would come up. There's, um, there definitely is a little bit of brass band music on mm -hmm. there, but I wouldn't say that's what I mostly listen to. There's, mm -hmm. there's a lot of jazz on there, a bit of Jamiroquai, Billy Joel. Um, who else? Well, I like a bit of Lizzie McAlpine recently. 
and um, yeah, leaning more into the pop. But yeah, and I would also say there's some really nerdy stuff, like there's some Brahms on there as well, definitely. <laughs> I might not want to admit it all the time, but there is some, you know, romantic piano music on there and stuff as well. But uh, yeah, I like to listen to everything. I think there's some folk on there, some like um, like tin whistle kind of stuff, nice. which is all, yeah. yeah. Just anything I can I can listen to, I'll, I'll give it a go, yeah. Have you been to any concerts recently that you've really enjoyed? Or? Yeah. It was one of the BBC orchestras playing a piece by Janacek, which was absolutely incredible. Oh. It had so much offstage brass, and it was just kind of the sound when it hit you felt so impactful. I remember everyone just talking about that one piece after the concert, saying, How amazing is that? And it was so nice for people to be talking about, you know, the brass section rather than, you know, the strings. Yeah, it usually is. You know, they, they were really in the limelight then, and it was, it was amazing. Yeah, just I really envy people people who can play that well it's just amazing yeah yeah do you feel there's a real difference in going to hearing an orchestra live compared to listen to it on your phone or whatever yeah. what, what, what do you feel the difference is for you i think i think one of the biggest differences which is probably obvious but it's kind of sitting in and amongst a big audience is one of my favorite things mm. about it and having that shared experience with other people but then also kind of the The element of live music, I feel like it's it puts you a lot more on edge as a listener because you you know it could go wrong at any point. Not that it ever does because they're all amazing, all these musicians that are playing. Sometimes but, um, things go wrong. I mean, go yeah, wrong, yeah, there's the occasional yeah. slip and things like yeah. that. But I guess that makes it more exciting to listen to, doesn't it? So, yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> and what about performing? Do you remember the first time you performed? Maybe oh as gosh. as a soloist or, or even in a band? Do you do you have memories of? performances yeah. you've been involved in I think the first solo performance I did was um I mean it was it was just in a rehearsal and um it was when I kind of moved from cornet to flugelhorn in my in my band and um for people who are listening or yeah. who don't know what a cornet <laughs> and a flugelhorn is mm -hmm. would you mind explaining a little bit what they are and the differences yeah, yeah so um yeah. the cornet is kind of um a smaller version of a trumpet is more compressed. Um, they're both in B flat and they have the same range and pitch and everything, um, but it's got kind of a, a more mellow sound. And then the flugelhorn is kind of mellower still, um, all in B flat still, but um, yeah, it's definitely more linked to the tenor horn than the cornet. Um, so yeah, when, when the seat came up in my band, um, they gave me the opportunity to do kind of a mini audition. It wasn't really an audition, but they gave me the opportunity in band to stand up and um, play a piece of music as a solo. And um, that's the first time I'd ever really played the flugelhorn in front of my band members. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, my lip is gone. It's the end of rehearsal. You know, I've got yeah. to play this solo. But it was an amazing experience. And um, I think that's one of the one of the first times I kind of thought oh my gosh I love this you know I love being a soloist and um, mm. this is what I want to do yeah oh, that was one of my questions is mm -hmm. that when you when did you decide you wanted to do this as a career do you think yeah. that has contributed yeah to I mean it I, I think probably when I was that 10 year old or however old I was I never really thought oh I can make money from doing this but I definitely thought this is what I want to do not that I really had any idea what I wanted to do as a job at that point but then um when I started studying at Cheatham, so that was when it kind of opened the doors um, to say, you know, you, you can actually do this as your job. And yeah, that was that was just great for me because they always say, don't they, you know, if you if you have a job that you love, then you'll never work a day in your life. And that's that's how it feels really, you know, mm -hmm. um, to be you know, so, aspiring for, for yeah. a career in music, yeah. Brilliant. Uh, so Cheatham School of Music is one of mm -hmm. the UK leading music schools. Mm -hmm. So how old were you when you got in and... Did you have to audition for it? How, how did you get into that school? Yeah, so I was 
11 years old when I started. I started in year seven, so I went straight from a normal primary school into mm-hmm. Chets. At the time when I auditioned, you had to do kind of a, a first advice kind of audition, and then you had to go for a second audition as well, mm. as well as doing kind of like a, a theory and an oral test as well. Yeah, so 11 is really young. So you had <laughs> been playing like three years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's amazing. What do you think is different about that school compared to other schools and why do you like being in a music school rather than in a normal school? Yeah, I think one of my favourite parts about going to music school is the fact that you're surrounded by so many people who have the same interests in you. You know, you can kind of sit with anyone at lunch and, you know, bring up some random piece of music. The head Tom Redman at Chats always says, you know, you might have been in your old school, you know, the weird music kid who was the only one who was really passionate about this. And then you come and you're all the weird kids. And so like there is, there is none. Yeah. That's interesting. Why do you think that because you play music, you're a weird kid? (laughs) Where Where do you think that comes from? What is that about? I think it's more stereotypically cool to be into things like sports and stuff isn't it you know but and yeah. um, it's not really seen as majorly cool to do classical music especially maybe if you were in mm. a pop band then that would be that'd be a bit more cool but um yeah especially brass bands that's it's not really seen as cool I mean I think it's pretty great I enjoy it but yeah and there's a big tradition of brass band uh, around Yorkshire yeah it? sure and it's, it's yeah. nice to continue a tradition mm-hmm. that's been really yeah. strong I, I think you're right it's just a stereotype yeah isn't it? people mm-hmm. think classical music oh That's a bit strange. (laughs) In 2022, you reached the final of the BBC Young Musicians of the Year in the brass category. Mm -hmm. Um, So that must have been an incredible experience. Can you tell us a little bit about it and how you found it? Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, it was my teacher, Tracy Redfern, who kind of told me that I should audition for the Young Musician. And it was kind of... I didn't really have high hopes going into it. I thought, oh, it's great. It's just, you know, it's audition experience. You know, mm-hmm. I can't really, I can't really lose. You know, it's a win-win if I go out and don't get accepted, then, you know, that'll be fine. And yeah. um, and then, because I, I did two rounds before I got to the brass final, it was kind of like a shock every time getting the email, you know, you're through to the next round. And it, it kind of just felt like a win every time. But yeah. I don't know, getting to the final, it was like I had major imposter syndrome. Like, oh my, <laughs> oh my God, this is crazy. You know, you know what I mean? And it was, a, yeah. yeah, it was an amazing experience experience mm-hmm. yeah how, how long was the process I imagine you had to send videos and then you did you have to meet people it was, how did it work it was all live I think oh, was it all live? Yeah. yeah I think it got pushed forward because of covid I'm, mm. I can't really remember yeah. um, exactly but I think I did my first round audition the regional one in Manchester in I think January 2022 and then we filmed the the brass final in I think July of the same year it didn't go on tv until the start of October it felt like a big gap between actually doing it and it going on tv and, and what, what was the experience of being on tv like like having cameras around yeah. you and and people seeing you on tv mm-hmm. what, what was that like it was it was really strange because yeah. I've, I've never really done anything like that before and I think the weirdest part was when I was playing there was um there was a camera that kind of ran on a track in front of the stage oh, yeah. and it would kind of move while I was playing and I was like, come on, Phoebe, focus. Oh, yeah, that <laughs> must be really at the camera. This time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, but then when I went to watch the the final final um, yeah. in the Bridgewater Hall, it was it was even more kind of intense and there were there were big cameras on kind of cranes zooming into um, the finalist's yeah. face and I was thinking, yeah, I'm kind of glad that, you know, I've, uh, I've been knocked out now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you have people watching you and and telling yeah. me about it yeah. yeah yeah it was crazy for people to tell me that they've seen me on tv it's just really strange and yeah 
I don't know, I still haven't really got over it. It's, it's yeah. weird, yeah. Would you do it again? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. I think so. Knowing what I know now about the process and things like that, I think I'd be more prepared this time and I'd definitely go for it again, yeah. Great. Do you feel that experience has opened some doors for you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the opportunity to do the Arachunian concerto with the Opera North Youth Orchestra, that came... Um, from the BBC category final. So yeah, I'm really grateful actually for all the doors that it's opened. As I said at the beginning, you are playing on the 10th of December with the Opera North Youth Orchestra for a concert at Dewsbury Town Hall. Can you tell us about the piece you're going to be playing and what can audience expect to hear? What do you think is the best thing about this piece? I'm going to be playing the Arituneian Trumpet Concerto, which is one of my favourite pieces to perform. I just, I think it's great. It's definitely different from your typical, you know, Haydn and Hummel Trumpet Concerto. Um, it's a lot more modern and it's written by an Armenian composer, so like... A lot of the harmony is quite different to what you might expect it's through Compose, so it, it doesn't have separate movements, which is another thing I really like about it, because the structure is kind of unique in the fact that it kind of goes big opening, fast section, slow section, fast section, slow section, fast section, and then right at the end there's this there's this cadenza, and then it ends, and it's kind of it's kind of not what you would expect, I think, if you didn't know the piece, which is yeah another reason why I really like it. Yeah. What's the most challenging about the piece for you as a soloist? <sighs> Well, that's that's a really hard one. I think something that I've that I've kind of been working on is um, my stamina because for a brass player it's it's quite hard to to kind of get through such a lengthy piece and still have a lot to give right at the very end. You know, make it really exciting. So yeah, yeah, I think that's the biggest challenge. Is there anything you feel a bit nervous about or? Yeah, I mean, anything could go wrong. I always think that, you know, you can be the most well prepared person in the in the world, but you know, anything could go wrong on the stage. Um, yeah. how, do, how do you prepare yourself um, to cope with the, with the stress of performing live? And do, do you have a little routine? I don't know if I have any specific techniques, yeah. but I, th I think I'm quite good at telling myself, you know, it's all going to be okay, you know, everyone in the audience wants the best for you, you know, and yeah. you've just got to go out and, and play music, you know, that's what I think. Have you done many solo performances with orchestras before? Mm -hmm. I performed the Arachinian with the Topendon Orchestra okay. this yeah. summer. Right. Which was which was great, yeah. Really enjoyed it. But apart from that, I've never really done any sort of solo work with orchestra, so I'm really excited. So it's quite new. Yeah. yeah. But you've played a lot in ensembles. Yeah. I'm wondering for you what what you think is the main difference between playing as part of a, a, an orchestra mm -hmm. and then playing on your own in in front of the orchestra. I think one of the big things for trumpet players is we're always getting told be quiet you know we're always getting the hand you know stop playing so loud trumpets or trumpets you're, you're dragging a little bit so um so yeah I think you always have to kind of anticipate when you're playing from the back of the from the back of the hall in, in a brass section and maybe always take a little bit off unless you're unless you're told you know this is your moment when you're the soloist you can kind of just be free and uh, 
and yeah, it's, it's on your terms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I like yeah. that. I think and you're nice. probably the one telling telling the conductor and the orchestra, <laughs> oh, I would like this to do this this way. Yeah, which is which is yeah, a nice change nice. actually. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, very nice. What are you looking forward the most about this particular performance in Dewsbury? Is there something you feel excited about? Yeah, I think it's it's really nice to be accompanied by such a great orchestra. I mean, I I've just met the orchestra today, and I didn't actually realize how many how many people I knew. Um, I mean, for example, one of the clarinetists, I um, I used to um, be in Bradford Music Service with her when we were both in primary school. So, And we've only really recently met each other again since then when we've seen each other at open days and stuff. So I think it's just it's just really nice to be surrounded by people that you know and are friends with. Yeah, it's just nice yeah. to play with these people. So yeah, I was wondering what your plans are for the future. Yeah, I mean, I have all my auditions for Conservatoire coming up and um, then I've just got to make a decision to go wherever I get in, I guess. And then, yeah, I'm not really sure what I want to do post-Conservatoire. I know I definitely want a career in music, but whether that's, you know, as a soloist or an orchestral musician or playing in chamber ensembles, I'm not really sure. But You might end up doing all of it. And <laughs> Hopefully, that would, yeah. that's the dream, yeah. That'd be well good. That's great. How, how have you been preparing for these auditions? It must be a quite a big yeah. job. Yeah. I mean, I have an amazing accompanist at um, Chet's Martin Parks. He's, he's incredible. And um, I've been playing through my rep with him. And he's, he's great at, you know, um, advising me. And the, all the staff at Chet's are just great at even, you know, advising us on the interview questions, not just the playing and kind of how to present ourselves and stuff. We're, we're really well prepared. So Brilliant. Oh, good luck with Would you have any advice to give to young people your age or a bit younger who might be picking up an instrument Mm -hmm. or a brass instrument in particular? I would say just say yes to every opportunity that comes your way and don't be afraid to kind of take risks. I think there's been times where an opportunity has come up for me and I think, oh, I'm not sure whether I would get that or I'm not sure whether I should try doing that. But when I have, you know, I've been like oh, if I hadn't have done that, you know, this door wouldn't have opened or this door wouldn't have opened. So, yeah, I would say just just say yes to everything and um, do as much different things as you can. Even if you think you're not going to like something, try it out just so you can make sure. Because you might, you might really love something and it might, you know, open up new doors. Yeah, which, I think it's yeah. nice advice and probably true for a lot of things in life generally. Yeah. yeah. Just need to try things out. Yeah. Yeah great and any advice to anyone who might be contemplating taking part in the BBC Young Musicians of the Year I would I would say don't be afraid just do it and yeah I don't really know the same advice really just just take risks and um, if they don't pay off then they don't pay off um, but you know at least you gave you 100% that would be that would be my advice I think in your view what do you think is the most challenging about being a professional musician what are you the most uh, worried about if if you're gonna enter that profession i think i think something that probably worries most professional musicians is probably the money aspect of things and i know a lot of op companies have you know lost funding and things like that and people have you know essentially lost their their work in those um in those areas and i think it must be quite scary especially if you're a freelancer not having work not knowing when the next kind of paycheck's going to come in that's definitely that's something that worries me a little bit but i think everything always works out doesn't it so yeah <laughs> and what do you love the most about playing music i think playing music's great but i think actually it's the people 
it's the people that I meet along the way and all my friends that are also musicians that make it worthwhile because and also the audiences because if you were playing music but no one was there to listen then I don't think there'd really be any point so yeah sharing music and just being around other people who who have the same have the same passion as you You've been listening to the Artistic Futures podcast with young trumpeter and BBC Young Musician of the Year finalist, Phoebe Malinson. If you have any burning questions for our future guests or would like to suggest people you would like to meet, please email education at opfornorth.co.uk. See you next time. <laughs>